Welcome everyone and welcome back to Kickoff here on Unite Radio. I'm Jamie McCready and every week we give you the chance at home to air to the nation. All you need to do is to go onto my Instagram which is jackjimjam.official. Go ahead on the website link and fill out the form or simply go ahead and send me a DM. Now let's continue with the weekly news of football. The Women's FA Cup holders Chelsea will resume their quest to defend their title in the new year when they host Liverpool at Kings Meadow. Emma Hayes' side, who are currently leading the Women's Super League by three points, defeated Manchester City 3-2 in the final at Wembley last season and are seeking their third successive FA Cup triumph. Another all-women's Super League affair will see Leicester City face strugglers Reading, but they are several third-round ties who are yet to take place. Arsenal will play either Leeds or Stoke City, while the National League side Wolverhampton Wanderers welcome top-flight opposition West Ham. Other standout fixtures include Coventry City against Hashtag United, while Aston Villa are at home to either Solihull Moors or AFC Flyde. Manchester United travel to Championship opposition and face the winners of Blackburn versus Sunderland. Liverpool feds, who are yet to face a Women's Super League opposition in Brighton, provided they beat West Brom in their third round. Meanwhile, Portsmouth could also take on Tottenham if they are able to overcome London City Lionesses. Last season's runner-ups Manchester City will have a visit from Championship outfit Sheffield United or Nottingham Forest, another third-tier side. Chelsea were the biggest winners when Manchester United prevailed over Arsenal in late November. The standout result in the first half of the season. Chelsea took care of the business against Leicester that weekend as United stole the march on Arsenal to stunt a record-breaking crowd inside the Emirates in case a point. That result was a head-turner, announcing United as a part of a four-horse race. So we have Chelsea with their noses in front, followed by Arsenal, United and then Manchester City. That grouping was unsurprising, but the season mendes towards it in the midway point. The eventual order from all four teams in alliance to an enjoyable up four of eight. There is no runaway winner and plenty of scope for an interchange. The championship, though, was better than ever this week, and including West Brom's game and trip to Sunderland. In an away win, was no different. We will talk about that after the break. Here is Crimea River by Michael Bouvelet. Never shed a tear 
here, babe Remember I remember all that you said You told me love was true for the end Told me you were true with me And now you say you love me Well, just to prove that you do Why don't you cry me a river Cry me a river Cause I cry a river over you Diallo had scored from the penalty spot to put the Black Cats in front at the Stadium of Lights, but the Bagpies hit back in the second half with two goals from substitutes Tom Rujic and Dyke, who teed up a teammate for the equaliser before heading in the winner with seven minutes to go. It was the fourth victory in a row for West Brom under Carlos and has lifted them to a back out of relegation zone and up to 17th. Sunderland, meanwhile, missed the opportunity to rise to 7th as they remain 11th in the table. It was Diallo who opened the scoring in their victory over Millwall last week on their return to the Championship action. And it was Manchester United Loney who broke the deadlock again in the 19th minute on Monday night. He burst into the box from the right and drew a clumsy foul from Connor Townsend in the box before stepping up to send Alex Palmer the wrong way. It was Sunderland's first set-piece goal of the season, with their previous 29 all coming from open play. Corberan made changes in the second half to try and get his side back into the game and two of the changes combined to find the equaliser on the 70th minute as Dyke pulled back the ball from Rudzik on the edge of the box who finished brilliantly low into the bottom corner and a turnaround was complete on the 83rd minute as Dyke, much like Rudzik, got his first goal for the club as he powered a header from close range after being picked out brilliantly in the box by Jed Wallace. Sunderland's Tony Morbray, it's frustrating and it's not the first time it's happened. It's the experience and the mentality of the team, really, to not try and protect what you've got. 
but to be more positive on the front foot. Ultimately, we sunk too deep in trying to protect our lead, with an amazing chance to go 2-0 up through Alex Pritchard, and that's how we needed to play. We need to be more aggressive and keep the fans engaged, as frustrating night for us as well as it is for the fans, and it's disappointing not to get anything out of it. On the other hand, though, the West Bromwich Albion manager Carlos said, of course, it is a result, and it's a very positive one. The team played with a lot of effort and showed our mentality. After the goal, they started to control the game because before that, they were better than us. In the second half, we were better than them and it allowed us to get the result. Dyke has been suffering with a lot of injuries, but we have all the players available and that means we are a stronger team. We have the moments where in the physical possibilities in the box, that can help us a lot. Bournemouth fans should be excited because your club has been taken over. Will we see the Cherries have a big comeback under the new manager, Gary O'Neill? As I will tell you after the break, here is Breaking Me by Takeover by Bill Foley and his partnership, Black Knight FC. Sky Sport News understands the deal is worth in excess of £100 million. After months of negotiations, Foley replaces Maxim Demin to become the latest American to invest in English football after the deal was finally approved by the Premier League following the strangest owner and director's test. 
Black Knight Football Club, of which Foley is the managing general partner, has purchased a 100% stake in the club from the previous owner, Demin. I have tremendous respect for the passion and support of Bournemouth community, and it shows for the football club, and I believe that the connection of the community is in the foundation for success of any sports team, Foley said in a statement. We will move forward with always an advance and never retreat approach. And as defined in my endeavours, I'm committed to work with the best football and business minds available to enhance players' development, facilities and the fans' experience to put AFC Bournemouth in the best possible position to succeed. The 77-year-old who is based in Las Vegas made the money insurance industry before buying a national hockey team league in Las Vegas Golden Knights, which was reported net worth of $1.2 billion. He also owns winery and several restaurants. The minority ownership group is led by award-winning actor and director and producer Michael B. Jordan and Nula Starker. Bournemouth is Jordan's first foy in professional sports ownership as he is Starker. We'll work closely with Foyley in areas including global marketing and also getting the club to an international level. After Foley's intention of purchase of Bournemouth became clear, he flew to the UK back in October to take a tour of the club's facilities and attend the Cherries 2-1 home win over Leicester City. Foley has revealed plans to expand the Vitality Stadium and develop the training ground on the south coast. With a January transfer window expected less than three weeks away, Foley is also expected to give head coach Gary O'Neill money to spend on new signings. Last month, Bournemouth confirmed O'Neill as their permanent head coach on an 18th-month deal after 12 matches in interim charge. O'Neill replaced Scott Parker when he was sacked at the end of August and is impressed in his first managerial role. Bournemouth have won four, drawn four and lost four under the 39-year-old and are 14th in the Premier League, three points above the relegation zone. Demin departs after 11 years as the Bournemouth owner, a run which included the club's accession from League One to the Premier League in less than five seasons. Foley added, without the belief and financial backing of Maxim and his family, AFC Bournemouth might have well ceased to exit. Maxim's support and involvement has allowed the club to establish itself in a top-flight team. Would like to thank him for his cooperation throughout the process and praise him for the hard work whilst he was the owner of the club. We wish him well as he focuses on other businesses' endeavours. Ex-lead coach Marcelo Bielsa has held discussions with the Dorset club over a potential return to the Premier League. But it was Gary O'Neill, already a player and fan favourite, who the new Ola Foley and the Bournemouth hierarchy feel deserves to continue in the dugout. Bournemouth returned to action after the World Cup break with a trip to Newcastle and the former boss Eddie Howe in the Carabao Cup next Wednesday. Then they travelled to Chelsea in the Premier League on December the 27th. Sky News reporter Mark McAdam. What a day for Bournemouth fans. It's been the day they've all been waiting for for a long time. The takeover has been rubber stamped by the Premier League and the club has now got new owners, led by Bill Foley. It's the start of an exciting new era for this football club and we will understand the deal is worth in excess of £100 million. It's a significant day for Bournemouth, who currently sit 14th in the Premier League, knowing what we'll do about Bill Foley in the last few months. He's a hugely ambitious man who will have huge ambitions and plans for this football club. He's 78 years old tomorrow, so this is an early birthday present. Maxim Demin will go down as the greatest owner of this club's history. He has not done media interviews in 11 years, which tells you about his character. He is a very humble, hard-working man. He's a very generous man since he arrived in 2011. He has taken the club all the way to the Premier League, where they stayed initially for five years, and invested over £250 million and supported the club when it was relegated from the Premier League. He's developed the club financially 
and has developed the club's infrastructure and training ground. He has always had close hearts to the club and is always a huge passionate about the club. He has taken in a new era. He has taken their dreams of getting to the Premier League and has multiplied by it by thousands. As for the Hollywood actor Michael B. Jordan, it shows the direction of this football club. It gives you an indication of Foley's plans and the direction he wants to take it in. Michael B. Jordan will be known to viewers as the actor who starred in Black Panther and Creed. It is the first opportunity for him to move into sports ownership and he's only 35 years old. It's a new venture for him and having him as a part of the new ownership and consortium, it gives you an indication of Bournemouth's plans and the type of club it will be moving forward. You don't buy a football club for in excess of £100 million if you're not planning to invest in it and inject money and having to try to make it to the next level. So it's clear that there are some hugely ambitious and exciting plans for Bill Foley and his consortium team. He does make a reference in his statement, the investment into the team, so it's clearly it will be refreshing of faces in January and they'll be also working on the stadium. The new training ground will also be state-of-the-art and in his statement he wants to spend more money on the community, the academy and the women's team. Argentina and Croatia went head-to-head -head for the last step before the final. After the break, we'll talk about Messi and how he shined once again. Here is Rockabye by Anne-Marie. She works the nights by the water so far away from her father's daughter She just wants her life For a baby All on her own No one will come She's got to save him Daily struggle. She tells him, ooh, love No one's ever gonna hurt you, love I'm gonna give you all of my love Nobody matters like you Stay up there. She Stay tells up there. him your life Ain't gonna be nothing like my life Lionel Messi gave himself one last shot at World Cup glory as he and Julian Alvarez scored for Argentina in a 3-0 win over Croatia at the Leosai iconic stadium to reach the World Cup final. They will face either France or Morocco who plays in Wednesday semi-final on Sunday. Obviously those games already happened which we'll talk about later in this episode. Messi fired into the top corner from the penalty spot in 34 minutes against the run of play to open the scoring for Manchester City striker Alvarez, who earned his side a penalty when he collided with Croatia goalkeeper Dominic Livakovic. What a strike the 35-year-old surprised Gabriel Barista to become Argentina's top scorer at the World Cup Finals on 11 goals. Croatia collapsed after the opener and conceded another five minutes later from Argentina counter-attack in a comical defending as Alvarez doubled their lead 39 minutes played, having carried the ball out from his own half. Messi took matters into his own hands to ensure the game was out of reach, producing a moment of magic down the right to beat Jose Gardeval before putting it on a plate for Alvarez to score Argentina's third. Argentina last reached the World Cup final in 2014 in Brazil and were beaten by Germany but have not lifted the World Cup trophy since Diego Maradona led his nation to victory in Mexico in 1986. Croatia bossed the opening half an hour and Messi was largely anonymous as he was walking across the field at the Lusai iconic stadium waiting for his teammates to spring to life. The game turned on its head when Alvarez won a penalty just after the half hour mark. Croatia were caught on the back by a simple ball over the top from Argentina and Alvarez was brought down by Likovakovic after he pushed the ball past the keeper. 
Sky Sports pundit Gary Neville was eminent. The decision was wrong, arguing the goalkeeper did very little wrong. The goalkeeper just stops, he told ITV. He has to make the motion to try and save the ball. He plants it to his feet. I don't know how that's a penalty. If I'm a defender and the striker is about to have a shot and I can go and have a block, then he shoots. He goes past me and runs into me. That can't be a foul. You have to block the shot. Messi stepped up from the spot as he did against the Netherlands in the round before, and gave Argentina the lead with an emphatic strike into the top corner. Having looked so strong before, Croatia appeared to lose their heads and suffered another blow five minutes later as Alvarez rode two challenges in the area after carrying the ball from his own half before poking it past Lukovakovic in a composed style to make it 2-0. Celtic right-back Joseph Joranovic was perhaps unlucky to see the ball right-shake-it off him and into Alvarez's path, but Bonasosa crumbled under pressure and allowed the 22-year-old through on goal, leaving it out with a flailing leg and no avail. Croatia brought on Bruno Pektovic, who scored an extra time and scored an equaliser as well in stoppage time in last week's quarter-final against Brazil in an attempt to turn the game on its head, but Messi had other ideas. The Paris Saint-Germain forward intent on ensuring he gave himself one last chance to win the only trophy that he has not won, rolled back the years against Gardeval down at the right flank as he turned the 20-year-old inside and out with a measuring run before cutting it into Alvarez from the byline. Alvarez made no mistake just outside the six-yard box as he became the youngest player to score twice in a World Cup semi-final since Pelé in 1958. Messi now has the chance to win the only missing trophy from his collection on Sunday in his World Cup appearance. That will be his last. Speaking after the match, Messi said, I'm enjoying this a lot. I'm really feeling good. I feel strong enough to face every match. The previous match was a big sacrifice. Today we were tired, but we pulled out the strength to earn the victory. We played very well. We preferred to play this way because we knew we would not have the ball. We knew we had to run. We are prepared in every good way. I feel happy in this World Cup. I'm able to help the squad. He added, I would say in the first match against the defeat in Saudi Arabia, it was a hard blow because we had been unbeaten in six matches. To start in such a bad way at the World Cup, we did not think we would lose to Saudi Arabia. It was an acid test of the whole squad, but we proved how strong we are. We won the other matches and it was very difficult that we, what we did. Every match was a final and we were aware if we did not win, things would become complicated for us. We have won five finals and hope that's the case on the final on Sunday. We are in the first match due to the fine details, but helped us to be stronger. Gary Neville speaking to ITV. Argentina have got 10 fighters and a genius up front. They've got the best fans in the tournament as well. They've grown in the tournament. It's on a mission. One, he is delivering in his, on his own at the moment. Croatia head coach Zlaka Dalic said perhaps this is the end of a generation of the World Cups. A couple, a couple have reached the age and we have to see what happens in 2026. We had a great team and this generation will finish off their excellent career at Euro 2024. We have Nation League and an excellent generation who reached two semi-finals. Asked about his own future, Dalek said, I will continue my contract until 2024. We have the Nations League and then the World Cup qualifications too. My plan and objective is to lead Croatia to Euro 2024. Asked about Messi, he added, nothing much. He needs to be said about Messi. He's the best player in the world and very good to see and very dangerous today. It is the true Messi that we expected to see. Chelsea forward Armando Breuer will miss the remainder of the 2022-23 season after suffering an ACL injury during mid-season tour of Dubai. American sports writer Grant Weil has died while covering the World Cup in Qatar due to a burst blood vessel, his wife has said. 
Fulham want to sign Arsenal right-back Cedric in the January transfer window, while FIFA has rejected requests to increase the maximum squad sizes to 26 at the next Summer World Cup, despite Serena Wegman being amongst those for the move to happen. France set up a World Cup final showdown against Argentina as Randal Kulu Mani's goal 44 seconds after coming off the bench helped secure a 2-0 victory over Morocco in the last four. Reigning champions France seeking to become the first side to win back-to-back -back World Cups since Brazil in 1962 took the lead only after five minutes when Theo Hernandez finished acrobatically from close range but were made to work for their win. Morocco were the first African side in history to contest a World Cup semi-final following historic wins over Spain and Portugal. Were roared on by another participant crowd at the El Bight Stadium and subjected France to heavy pressure with Gerard El Yamrik striking the post as they fought valiantly despite injuries to key players. France, though, showed their tournament pedigree, defending resolutely and then seizing their chance to kill the game when Kulu Mani slid home Kylian Mbappe's deflected effort at the far post in the 79th minute, his first international goal leaving the Moroccans heartbroken. France are now set to face Argentina, who beat Croatia 3-0 in the other semi-final, in Sunday's final as they seek to defend their crown in the contest which pits Mbappe against PSG teammate Lionel Messi, while Morocco have to settle for third place in the playoffs to conclude their outstanding tournament. Morocco boss Walid had opted to switch to a back five to contain France's considerable attacking threat, but his plans were immediately disrupted when centre-back Naif Agard, listed as a starter, having missed the win over Portugal through injury, was forced to withdraw before kick-off. France immediately capitalised on an upheaval uh, after their early goal created by the excellent Antoine Griezmann as El Yamik's error allowed them to cut the ball for Mbappe, whose shot blocked and then it fell to Hernandez to convert. Hernandez was well-taken strike, made him the first opposition player to score past Morocco, who had clipped four clean sheets in the previous five games at the tournament, and the Atlas Lions sought an immediate response at the other end. Azid Unuri drew a fine save from Hugo Lloris with a long-range effort as Hakim Ziyech dragged another long shot wide, but France went close themselves when Olivier Giroud fired against the post from Ibrahim Kanate's long pass. Morocco were dealt with another blow as the undermath of Giroud's opportunity when Roman Seiss, Agard's usual centre-back partner, had another injury and was a doubt before the game, had to be taken off. Still though, Morocco continued to cause France problems, particularly down the right flank, where Hernandez was often left exposed by Mbappe's advancing position, leaving him struggling to deal with the twin threat of Ziyech and Hakimi. Morocco had plenty appeal waved away, with Sufren Buffal deemed to have fouled Hernandez rather than the other way round, but France continued to threaten at the other end, while early goals forcing Morocco to take more risks. Tushimeni, France's scorer in the opener against England, created two opportunities in quick succession for Mbappe and Giroud, but it was Morocco who went the closest before the break. El Yakim's overhead kick coming off the post following a corner. Walid's side finished the first half strongly and picked up where they left off in the second, pinning France back and for the first time in the tournament dominating possession, but their opponents proved difficult to break down. Canate was particularly impressive, having started in the place of Deo Upamecano, who was ruled out due to illness, along with Rabiot, and France were also helped at times by Morocco's lack of ruthlessness in the box. At one point, substitute Hamalala looked to prime to score, but 
not so long until he got his shot off. With France's second goal arriving not long afterwards, as Kulu Mani, who had just replaced Ousmane and Dembele, only got his call up to the, sp to the squad following a late injury to Nkunku, sparking wild celebrations. Morocco kept fighting the brilliant Unai, firing in a shot in stoppage time, then seeing a deflected effort fall to Hamdallah, who again failed to capitalise. But at the end, it proved a step too far for the Atlas Lions, who could be proud of the effort nonetheless. It is Argentina against France in the World Cup final, and that means that one storyline will dominate. Lionel Messi against Kylian Mbappe, the world's best against the possible here to his throne. The pair, teammates at club level with PSG, will go top head-to-head -head for the World Cup. Tied on five goals at the top, scoring charts. It might have been also the winner-takes-all encounter for the Golden Boot, maybe even the Golden Ball too. The stakes couldn't be hardly higher. It is undoubtedly Messi who needs more. The 35-year-old confirmed in the wake of Argentina's semi-final win over Croatia that Sunday's game will be his final World Cup appearance, his final shot and the biggest prize of all. Mbappe, although 11 years, Messi Jr. He knows precisely how to win the World Cup, doing it four years ago in Russia, a win again on Sunday, and he will have done it twice before his 24th birthday. That would be crushing outcome for Messi, who had been dazzling in form throughout the tournament, fueled by a sense of destiny and delivering arguably the best performance yet in Tuesday's 3-0 win over Croatia in Argentina's semi-final. Mbappe, meanwhile, produced the best performance earlier in the tournament, scoring doubles against Denmark in the group stage and Poland in the last 16. Against Morocco, as a quarter-final win over England, he exploited into life only occasionally. Still, though, like Messi, he looked primed to take centre stage in the biggest game of all, Will Messi crown his legacy or will he be the first World Cup final appearance in the competition or will he be thwarted by France and a pretender to his throne? What the manager said, French boss Didier Deschamps said, it has never been easy with such joy. We're going to go after the title on Sunday. We're going to enjoy every single moment that we have here. I tell this to my staff and players. Take every moment in the day to appreciate the saviour moment. In four days we are going to play for the world title. You don't lose, you just learn. You need those bad moments to achieve the target. The most important thing is to see the stars in the people's eyes when you celebrate and win. Your whole country is behind you, your friends. I feel very proud. It is a dream come true. I want to win even more trophies. Moroccan boss Walid said the most important thing is to have shown a good face. We have shown the f in, that in football Morocco exists and we have great supporters. We gave it our best. This loss doesn't take anything away that we gave before. Mbappe showed his electrifying pace at times while Ibrahim Kanate defended assuredly throughout. But Antoine Griezmann was once again France's outstanding performer. The Atletico Madrid forward, consistently excellent in Qatar, produced another hugely influential display, creating four chances to take his overall total at the World Cup to 21 and put him back above Messi as the top creator at the tournament. I know everyone wants to talk about Mbappe and the build-up in Messi versus Mbappe battle in the final, but this has to be the Griezmann show, said Sky Sports News senior reporter Melissa Reddy. He has been France's standout player. He was absolutely everywhere. On the pitch against Morocco, everything they built up in terms of attack came from him. Some of their last-ditch defending was him. He's an unreal player. Jamie Carragher, meanwhile, felt Canate was a better player. 
But for Morocco and Croatia, they played for bronze. After the break, I'll tell you what happened, but here is superb goals from Jusic, Gardvul and Orsic as well. Help Croatia beat Morocco 2-1 to finish in third place for the second time at the World Cup. The victory also sees Croatia captain Luka Modric end what is likely to be his last World Cup with a bronze medal. Although the 37-year-old has not called time on his international career yet after committing to the next summer's Nation League finals. About my future, I don't know if I'll be playing until the next Euros in Germany, he told BN Sports when asked about Euro 2024. We will see. I need to go step by step. I'm enjoying the national team. I feel happy. I think I can perform at the high level and I want to continue that at least until the Nations League. Then after... There will be more time to think about the Euros. Now let's go step by step and continue at least until the Nations League. And then we will see. Croatia's win clinched their top three finish at the World Cup, ending as runners-up to France four years ago. While defeated for Morocco, saw them miss out on the chance to become the first African nation to pick up the medal at the tournament. Croatia looked a seventh-minute lead after a stunning diving header from Gardeville to cap off a fine tournament for the impressive 20-year-old centre-back. But Morocco responded immediately as Arif Dari nodded at home from close range just two minutes later. Croatia resorted their lead through in the 42nd minute with a wonderful curling win from Orsic as he, for the first time ever inside the box, bent past Morocco goalkeeper Yassin Bunyu and went far off the post. Morocco did come close to a late equaliser, but Croatia goalkeeper Dominic Levakovic denied Josef El Nesseri to ensure that they claim their second World Cup bronze medal after achieving feat in 1998. If Modric, who is making his 160th second appearance for his country, is about to call time on his international career, then a potentially new captain in Gardeval has emerged in Qatar. A well-worked Croatia free kick from Levru Magier to clip the ball into Ivan Perisic, who headed a cross goal for the diving Gardeval to power it past Bonunyu. But the lead lasted just 1 minute and 49 seconds as Magier headed a clearance from Hakim Ziyech's free kick, which fell into the path of Diari, who nodded at home from close range in the ninth minute. Three minutes before half-time, Croatia resorted their lead as Marko Livaccia set up Orsic, who bent a first-time right-footed effort past the Bunyan. Croatia appeared for the second-half penalty when Guardaville was tackled by Sufran Afrabat, who is obviously linked with Liverpool, but Qatari officials refused to award one. El Nasseri came close twice to levelling in the dying minutes as he was de first denied by Levakovic before heading it over in stoppage time as Croatia held on to ensure a European nation won the third place playoff for the 11th consecutive tournament. Sky Sports' Adam Bate if this is the end of Luka Modric's tournament at the World Cup, it has been some romance. The talk of the final itself will be in this relationship as all or nothing. You win, you lose. Modric's contribution shows that it's just not true. We have the memories. Modric made his international debut in 2006 in the same game that Messi scored his first international goal. Four of his five Champions League wins came alongside or perhaps that should have been in service of Cristiano Ronaldo. Those outsized icons left little room for others. But Modric eventually has earned him pl his place at the head of the next rank of heroes. His achievements in Russia in 2018 won him the World Cup Golden Ball as he helped to become the only other man to claim the Ballon d'Or in that decade. Four years on, his legacy has enhanced the appreciation of now unnameous Modric. He has now added another Champions League win. Whilst Messi and Ronaldo have not, he has carved out his own space and here as the, those moments of quality are more cherished. The outside of the boot passes 
the version to pick out the other runners, that ability to control the rhythm and tempo, the slowing games down and speeding them up, all of it was here. Modric has loved the World Cup and the World Cup has loved him. Croatia head coach has ho is hopeful that Modric will play on until 2024, having praised his performances in Qatar. He's our captain. He's our big boss, he said. He played a fantastic tournament this tournament. He's 37, but he feels like a 20-slash-25-year-old. He's our leader. Everyone follows him. I'm happy for Luka Modric. This trophy is for him. He did a fantastic job. Some people think that this is the end, but I think he'll stay with Croatia for a long time. We did a great job tonight and all through the World Cup. For us, a bronze medal is a gold medal. We played a tough tournament. Morocco did similar to what we did in Russia in 2018. I'm proud and happy. Maybe nobody expected us to do this again. We're a small country, but we have a big dream. Morocco boss Walid said, We wanted to bring joy to our fans, but we're still happy. We're among the four best teams in the world. We provided a good show. We never gave up. Congratulations to Croatia. They deserve their third place. We were a young team that is still learning. Sure, I'm a little disappointed by this second consecutive defeat, but we played like everything that we could. Physically, it was difficult. Our players got tired. It was very intense. We wanted to make the fans more proud than they already are. That's it. I think we showed our strength. We showed that African football is prepared to face top teams in the world with efficiency and playing at the highest level. We probably will only realise that we accomplished it in Qatar after four years. The pressure will also be greater in four years. There'll be expectations around us. It's natural. We made a great achievement, but we want to do it again. It will not be easy, but that's the objective. Throughout experience, you get stronger, and I hope we learn and grow and build our children in Africa as football DNA that lasts. We now allowed children to dream, dream of being footballers and going to the World Cup. This is priceless for the impact in our country. We have set the bar high. I'm sure that in 15 years, an African team will win the World Cup. Only Lionel Messi, with 16, has been directly involved in more FIFA World Cup goals than Ivan Perisic across the three tournaments, who has 11, 6 goals and 5 assists. Real Madrid have agreed to sign 16-year-old Brazilian forward Endrick from Palares, while Gareth Southgate should stay as England manager, but then be kept on by the FA to help shape the future of the game in his country, says Gary Neville. Fernando Santos has left his role as the head coach of Portugal following their World Cup exit, and his defender Ryan Porges has told Sky Sports he wants to challenge himself in a different league to become a regular starter for Scotland. Arsenal qualified for the Champions League quarter-finals despite losing 1-0 to Lyon in a bittersweet night, which also saw Vian Maradia stretch it off. Michael Bale made a winning start as Rangers boss after Alfredo Morales' goal scored a 3-2 comeback victory over Hibernian at Ibrox. Manchester United is seeking a new frontier sponsor after agreeing to end their deal with the German company TeamViewer. And Giovanni Infantino says that he will launch a new 32-team Men's Club World Cup starting in 2025 and revealed that they will rediscuss the 2026 World Cup group stage format. West Brom striker Brandon Thomas Ansi has won Skybet Championship's Goal of the Month award for November. England and Arsenal star Beth Mead has signed a new contract with the Gunners and Shivjenko says Messi is the best player there has ever been and would be fitting finale to his career if they were to lift the World Cup on Sunday. Chelsea cantered into the Women's Champions League quarterfinals with an early Kirby and Ingel goals, helping them to a comfortable 4-0 win at Velesinia. 
Trojini's early double steered Birmingham towards a 3-2 victory over Reading in the Skybet Championship on Friday night. Didier Dichomp's branded questions regarding a potential return for Karen Benzema to France's squad as awkward ahead of Sunday's World Cup final against Argentina. Martinez is ready to fight alongside Glory as the greatest ever player of all time. Lionel Messi as Argentina take on reigning champions France and the World Cup final. Callum McGregor returns from injury to fire Celtic nine points clear at the top of the Scottish Premiership table as he, his goal secured a 1-0 win at Aberdeen. St Johnston substitute Ali Crawford struck twice in quick succession to earn his side a 2-1 comeback victory at 10-man Ross County. Hearts moved within a point of third place in the Premiership as Lawrence Shacklin struck twice in a 3-1 win over Kilmarnock. Jacob Brown's second-half winner as Stoke City came from behind to secure a 2-1 Skybet Championship victory over Bristol City at Ashton Gate. Substitute Liam Cullen completed a remarkable comeback as Swansea came from behind from three goals down to seal a 3-3 draw against Coventry at the CBS Arena. Watford moved up to fourth place in the championship table as a second-half double from Jao Pedro earned them a 2-0 win over bottom-side Huddersfield. Ozan Tufan rescued a point for Hull City as they came from behind to draw 1-1 with 10-man Sunderland at the MKM Stadium. And Neil Critchley has joined the perfect return to the championship management as Jimmy Dunn's second-half strike fired QPR to a much-needed 1-0 win at Preston. Striker Gary Mandir returned to haunt former club Cardiff with the second-half equaliser that secured a 1-1 draw for Blackpool. Manuel Benson scored twice as Vincent Company leaders Burnley moved Point, six points clear at the top of the Skybet Championship with a 3-1 win over Middlesbrough. West Brom picked out their fifth successive Skybet Championship victory under new boss Carlos as they beat Rotherham 3-0. Burnley extended their lead at the top of the Championship table to six points. Norwich were booed off in the off the pitch a 2-1 defeat against promotion rivals Blackburn at Carroll Road on Saturday night. Chelsea Liverpool are interested in Brighton midfielder Moes Casido, while Gareth Southgate will stay on as England manager until 2024 European Championships, the FA has confirmed. After the break. Okay, now Lionel Messi led Argentina to a stunning World Cup victory, beating defending champions France 4 2 on penalties after an enthralling 3 3 draw over 120 minutes. In the game that will go down in history as one of the greats, France came twice from behind to send the game to penalties, although Messi will take the headlines. Kylian Mbappe was the first player to score a hat trick in a World Cup final after Sir Jeff Hurst for England in 1966. Argentina dominated with the opening 80 minutes and looked to be cruising to their first World Cup title since 1986. Messi fired his side ahead from the penalty spot in the 23rd minute after Usman Dembele was judged to have tripped Angel Di Maria, although it looked to be a soft decision. Juventus winger Di Maria added Argentina's second after a fine sweeping move. Superheaded by Brighton's Alex McAllister as France looked to be suffering from all effects of the illness in the camp during the week. But Le Blues came back in a roaring fashion into the tie when they were handed a lifeline in the 79th minute as the impressive Rundel Kulu Mani was tripped by Nicolas Otamende. Mbappe scored from the spot for the first time of the evening before adding a stunning just 90 seconds later to take the game to extra time. Messi, though, had won it for his side as the rebound strike was enough to give the goal line technology in the 108th minute. But with the more minutes to play, France were awarded another penalty after Gonzalez Montiel was penalised for handball. 
Mbappe stepped up for the second time and once again beating Martinez, hauling France back into the tie for the second time and sending the game to penalties. The 23-year-old took the first kick of the shootout, netting his third of the evening before Messi replied. But Kingsley Coman and Turchimeni both missed their spot kicks for France as Argentina netted of their each remaining three. With Mondial firing at home from the winning penalty to give the 2022 World Cup in Qatar to Argentina. France was second best for almost 80 minutes of the game, but will have questioned the awarding of Argentina's penalty in the 21st minute. Di Maria dinked it past Dembele into the area, with a Frenchman barely gazing his foot before the Juventus winger went tumbling down to the ground. There was no VR review of the referee's decision to award the penalty. There was little doubt who would take the spot kick, but lined up expertly it dispatched by Messi, rifling the ball past Hugo Lloris as the blue and white shorts started to dominate the stands and they were sent into raptures. Argentina continued to dominate against the sluggish France team and it was left to a special goal to make it 2-0. Messi started to move, flecking the ball onto Julian Alvarez on the halfway line. He then spotted the run of Brighton's McAllister, who drove forward with plenty of space before squaring it to Di Maria on his left. The winger made no mistake in slotting it home. That was all Didier Deschamps needed to see from his side. Giroud and Dembele were both hooked in the 41st minute, replaced by Turaham and Maloney, and were far earlier than Argentina for the second half when they came out. Argentina continued to see the better of the chances after the break with Alvarez and McAllister linking up the goal nicely going forward. France finally registered their first effort on goal in the 67th minute with Colo nodding it home wide from a corner. But the drama was yet to get started as France were handed a lifeline with a penalty in the 79th minute as Cola was fouled by Otamende, who was on the wrong side of his man and brought him down. With Argentina's penalty, there was one, only one man for the job as Mbappe stepped up. Emiliano Martinez, who, who had not needed to make the save in the game until that point. He did get a hand to it, but the penalty had too much power. In the echoness of the quarterfinal against the Netherlands, Argentina were pegged Back 2-2 mere seconds later. It was a stunning finish from Mbappe playing a quick 1-2 with Colo before sending a stunning volley home to complete France's turnaround. Messi could have won it for Argentina in the 7th of the 8th. He added 7 minutes later. He, was, he hit a swerving volley goalwards but leaping Lloris pushed the ball over the crossbar as the game headed it into extra time. Argentina went the closest to taking the lead during the added period. By the end of the first half, Lutero Martinez strike sensationally blocked by Dale Upamecano before Muntial's effort from range was nodded over. Martinez tried his luck again soon after, but he poked the ball wide. The man of the match was Kylian Mbappe having got a hat-trick. Martinez was involved again as Messi fired Argentina back in front in the second half of extra time. They aimed to Milan forward forced a sublime save from Lloris, but Messi was lurking for the rebound. He fired a goal afterwards as Jules Koundé clearing from deep inside the net. With a few seconds of nerves as the referee consulted his goal line technology on the watch before awarding the goal. But in the game that optimised the drama of football, France were awarded the second penalty with four minutes of extra play to play. Mbappe let one fly with the edge of the area, but jumping Montiel blocked with an outstretched arm, but the France forward lined the spot kick once again, dispatching past as the game went to a penalty shootout. The stars of the show, Mbappe and Messi, scored in the first two penalties, but Martinez denied Coleman before Tushimeni sent his effort wide. Paolo Dybala and Paredes had scored there in theirs between before Kulu and also found the net for France, right down the middle. What a penalty that was. 
Montiel stepped up to take Argentina's fourth and ultimately final penalty to see them win the World Cup title in 36 years, immortalising Messi in footballing history. It's hard to believe that Mbappe is just 23. He had already featured in two World Cup finals and his hat-trick on Sunday was the first treble in a final in 56 years. Mbappe could have not done more to win it for his country, but it does come away with the tournament's golden boot. Magical Messi. Argentina's Messi became the first player in the World Cup history to score in the group stages, round of 16, quarterfinal and semi-final and final in a single edition of the tournament. But now that wraps up this week's episode of Kickoff here on Unite Radio. I'm Jamie McCready and every week we give you the chance to air to the nation. All you need to do is to go onto my Instagram and fill out the form on the link or simply go ahead and send me a DM. Congratulations to Argentina and Messi. It was probably one of the greatest games I've ever watched and for fans around the world as well. I congratulate everyone involved in the tournament and it's so weird that a month of football has already come to an end. I'll be seeing you all next week, this time Wednesday 5-6 and I'll see you all next week.